0: The following podcast contains explicit lyrics.
1: I wasn't worried. Were you worried? I wasn't worried. Finish the week with two wins. Life's all right. This is going to be hard work, though. Four games, all kinds of news, all kinds of chaos. But thank God, I've got my two mates with me to make sense of it all. Daryl Butler, how are you, my friend? Better than I was on Thursday. How are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly the same.
2: It felt like it was going to be a long week, didn't it? I know. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, getting a bit depressing by Thursday, wasn't it? We got there though. Got a couple of wins. Lovely, lovely.
1: And Peter De Sonberg, how are you, Tiger?
3: Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Thank you. And have you had a good week? Uh, It's been an okay week, uh, but it's also been a week of apt cricketing memories. Um, I got nudged by Facebook to tell me that five years ago this week, uh, we travelled to Lancashire to watch us put in our worst ever batting performance and get skittled out for 50-something. And then four years ago this week, Brett Doliveira shined in a four-day game against Durham. So both of those things set us up quite nicely for this podcast, I think.
1: Wow. So a disastrous batting performance and a horrible defeat, followed by a Dolly 50 I tell you what, Pete. Synergy, my friend. Spooky, isn't it? Spooky. I mean, we better get cracking, boys, because there's a lot going on this week. Um, Hold (laughs) on to your hats, gang. Be brave. We're gonna get through it all as best we can. Okay. I suppose then the way forward is to start. with the news. So let's do that. Well, first and foremost, let's start with the news that the Sri Lankan players that have been booted off the England tour because they've broken Covid regulations. So it's the wicketkeeper batsman Dick Weller and Kushaw Mendes, they've both gone. And Gunalithakara has also been sent home. So the three of them will not be taking part in the 50-over series. As if that series was any less useful, their best players now will not be taking part. So England will hoof them comfortably and uh, basically be a bit of a waste of time. But there we are.
2: It is what it is. Good pronunciation as well, <clears throat>
1: It went better than I expected, mate, to be honest. Yeah, Please, with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> pick you up on
1: one, <laughs> Nailed it. Move on. Other news, World Cup T20, that's been confirmed to have moved to the United Arab Emirates due to COVID. Um, so the World Cup is going to be staged in October and November, shortly after the conclusion of the rearranged Indian Premier League in the United Arab Emirates. And again, playing Sri Lanka at home in a wet and windy Cardiff is the perfect preparation for a T20 tournament on the subcontinent. Uh the less said about that, the better. Uh, we can't really not mention the fact that. Uh, New Zealand have won the World Test Championship, they beat India, an unlikely result, we thought that one was going to be a draw all day long, but the uh, reserve day came up trumps, New Zealand were brilliant, best side in the world, what's not to like about them, and the women's team, England women's team have thrashed India by 8 wickets in the first one, the international, Tammy Beaumont, 87 not out, and Natsiva 74 not out, they are seriously good, great stuff. Right, rapid fire news, on to Worcester Watch, Daz, let's do it, what have you
3: got?
2: Central Sparks were in action on Saturday and they were 83 all out, mate. Not a great performance from them. Worcestershire's Emily Arlott, 22. Chloe Hill were a quick 14 at the end, 36 out of 83 between them. So, uh, doing, doing their job. I'm afraid it was the rest of them that, uh, that they, uh, let the slide down. They lost by eight wickets. Not a great start for the T20 campaign for them. And they're back in action in Kent next Saturday.
1: Yep, Charlie Dean took a Fifer for them, didn't she? She was absolutely phenomenal. Five for 19. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a hoofing. But as we know all too well, that's just the nature of the game sometimes, especially in T20. It's um, it's hit or bust, isn't it? And it didn't pan out. Yeah,
2: it happens doesn't it, sometimes, yeah.
3: Yep. It on to the next one. Okay, let's move on. On, does Mo and Ali got not get a mention on Worcestershire Watch? He finally got a game and took a wicket.
1: That's a very
2: good point, Daz. Yeah, did, not he? Right, dereliction of duty. I'm I'm taking over Worcestershire Watch. It was a a a game in that absolutely pointless series, as Jim just described it. So, uh,
1: (laughs) am I being harsh with that? I think that's a fair assessment.
2: Complete waste of time. (laughs) They took him away from us to carry the drinks for the first game, so I I don't know. Lost interest very quickly in that one.
1: Okay, that's a good get out of jail free card manoeuvre there, Daz. So Peter de Sonberg, Worcester Watch Lateral, tell me about Mo in the England performance.
3: Oh, I wasn't ready for a follow-up question, Jim. That's I just wanted to show Daz <laughs> up. I mean, I don't want to say
1: that we've fallen at the first hurdle, but it feels pretty close to that, doesn't it? Yeah. So,
3: sorry, everyone. <laughs> I think we've fallen
2: before the first
3: hurdle.
1: <laughs> okay, let's do this by the committee then. Uh, he made seven with the bat, took a wicket. It was fine. Took
2: the wicket. Was it last? Was it last ball of the match? Yep. Yeah,
3: won the game for them. That's what he did. He
1: single-handedly won them the game. That's the, that's the spin we're putting on it. Yeah. Keep it, Worcester. Um, OK, so we've got four games to get through. Worcester in action, the T20 Blast. We'll have our hit for six. Jess Umby, despite our shambolic performance in our last podcast, did agree to come on the show, so we'll hear from her in a bit. But let's get to the meaty part of the show. Now, gentlemen, I think we can all agree that the week of cricket did not start well at Trent Bridge. I'd like to propose something here because no one wants to hear us go through that with a a fine-tooth comb and pick out all of the miserable nonsense from it. So, how about this? Ten seconds each. We'll say our piece about knots and we'll just move on. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) Daz doesn't want to talk about it at all. Okay, can you muster ten seconds for me, Daz? Of course you can. No. (laughs) Right,
2: okay. Oh, no, mate, it was just (laughs) wasn't it? Let's just say as it was. Absolute (laughs) 11-4 11-4 against Robin Hood, and his not. Samit fryer Patel, three for foot. What the f***? What were they doing? <laughs> Tom Fell was in Derby by the time he got stumped. <laughs> what? I mean, if you're going to get 80-odd in a T20 match, at least have the decency to be bowled out like the Sparks were, so we can all piss off down the pub and watch the football a bit sooner. I've <laughs> <laughs> well, had R- enough. I'm not watching <laughs> cricket ever again. <laughs> Uh,
3: Pete, anything to add? I turned it off after four overs and I had no reason to turn it back on again. The end.
1: Right, very well. I'm alarmed by the current situation, gentlemen, by which I have to be the voice of reason. Um, So let's just keep it brief. Uh, We lacked courage. We lacked character. We lacked conviction. We took a kicking. Let's move on. Okay, game one done. Well done, lads. Um, The next day, we had a chance to redeem ourselves. We went to to Vikings, to t- Yorkshire, and my goodness, what a game of cricket that was. If you weren't across it, we were asked to bowl first, Yorkshire won the toss, featuring England captain Joe Root, and Dylan Pennington produced the performance of his life. He took a three-wicket maiden and a wicket maiden to reduce Yorkshire to 15 for four. And somehow, gentlemen, somehow we still contrived to lose the game. 191 Yorkshire made in their first innings, 191 for five, having been 50 for five from 11 overs. What are your thoughts, Pete, about that bowling performance?
3: Well, I mean, the first thing to say is that after the Nottingham performance, it was, it was good that we, we dug in there and, and we showed, showed some fight uh, and came out absolutely firing. Pennington, as you said, was bowling like an absolute dream. Uh, I think a lot of us, I think we all agree, and a lot of Worcestershire fans agreed, we'd like to have seen him bowl through. He had such momentum, he was he was on a roll. It just felt like he was always going to struggle coming back for a final over. And but you know, would he have made a difference? I I don't know. Um, you've obviously got to give credit to Harry Brook and um, and Jordan Thompson for the way they batted. They really put the game back to the Worcestershire bowlers. And unfortunately, we just sort of fell apart with the ball. We, we stopped putting the ball in good areas and it was just in the slot for them to hit. And a bit like Johnny Birstow a few games ago, didn't they half hit it? So um, disappointed given the start we had. Um, but you have to credit the Yorkshire batsmen for, for being aggressive and taking the game back to us.
1: Uh, Daz, anything further to add? If you could avoid
2: yeah. any four-letter words, that'd be great. I've just about calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a lack of discipline in the last five or six overs, really, wasn't it? They um... As Pete says, if there's one team in in the county circuit that can recover from from that position, it's Yorkshire. They bat all the way down, pretty much. And uh, it's just a perfect example of it. <laughs> I don't know what else can you say. It was it was hard watching, wasn't it? It was hard watching. Yeah, on, 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 on... We've just been torn apart, and it it I sort of felt sorry for them because they they come back so well from the Nottingham game. Pennington, obviously, absolutely class. Who has anybody ever bowled two maidens back to back in T20 before? I've been trying to find out. I don't don't think they have. So well, um,
1: not, I mean, probably not after not taking four wickets at the same time. No, we're yeah, not
2: taking four wickets. I it think it was absolutely brilliant start, and it just I don't know. We just went to pieces of the ball and in the field, didn't we? Feeling uh,
1: sorry for them. I mean, that, that's exactly how I felt. I mean, in the middle overs, look, they were 50 for five off 11 overs. They went for 140 odd in the last nine. Right now, you just don't lose games of cricket when you have them 15 for four uh, in the fifth over in the power play. You just don't lose from there. And Dylan Pennington did enough to win us that game of cricket. That game was dead because that yeah. was a decent yeah. batting track and a short yeah. boundary. And what was really yeah. hard is that we we weren't even we couldn't even have our anger because we were, when we were talking on the WhatsApp is that it got to the point where you could see they were just shaken. It was you know a an, a young yeah. bowling attack in in T20 well, actually, terms. We- because you have Paddington, who's a young lad. Dwarshus, who's um, he's only in his mid-20s, and he's new to the county cricket. And you've got Morris, who's an, a seasoned campaigner with the with Red Bull, but he's only played 20 T20 matches. So they're kind of inexperienced. And what we saw was the wheels coming off. We saw the wheels coming yeah. off, and they didn't know what to do. They couldn't grip um, the ball. They were bowling wide. There were buys. It was so shambolic. It was so calamitous that it's clearly that their heads had gone. They were on tilt, and it was just – it was like – we couldn't have our anger anymore at just not bowling very well. I That's just right. thought we just need this to be over because those poor lads, their heads have gone.
2: Not a dig at Cox by any stretch either, but it was only his second game as captain. He's also we've got an inexperienced captain on the pitch, and if you put a a Ali Alley on there, he just calms everybody down, doesn't he? And that one ninety becomes one fifty, which is well, what just it, at, the maximum it should have been at fifty for five after ten overs.
3: Just, I mean, absolutely, does. Um, just to build on what Jim said, you know, that we we had a great discussion about keys to T20 cricket over the over the week. Um, and from a bowling perspective, obviously taking wickets is a big factor, but if you can't take wickets, you've got to build pressure. And unfortunately, we didn't do either towards the end of the Yorkshire innings. And if you allow good batsmen to get set in any form of the game, they can punish you. And Yorkshire turned uh, a dreadful start into a, 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 a above pass score. Um, and it gave us a, an awful lot to do with the bats.
1: I, w- I will just bring up one thing that is a bit of a pet peeve of mine. And look, professional captains do this all the time, and they will know better than me, but I always find it frustrating. Um, Dylan Pennington, three overs, and he went for nothing. He went for nothing. And at the very least, what they will have done is just batted him out. If they'd have bowled him through the fourth yeah. over, his fourth over went for plenty, went for 15 or so, or 20, or whatever it was. It happens quite a lot that you hold a bowler back who's bowling really well, and it's probably better. It's better in terms of your fuel economy just bowl them through and let that over go yeah. for nothing. I know you want your your bowlers at the, the end, of, back end of the innings, but it happens so often. Hold well, a player back who's, who's in back rhythm, end. and he gets, get Sorry, carted, he gets carted all over the place at the back end of the innings and therefore undoes all the hard work and pressure at the top end. So, you know, what's yeah, the point? Just bowl him out because there was another wicket to be had, and you felt like, you know, there were five down. You felt, Nick, another one out because uh, Vessels dropped, dropped a catch, didn't he? And it would have given Pennington his five fur. You just yeah. felt like another wicket and they're done.
3: Um, Just um, one thing, I, well two things, I, I agree with you Jim absolutely um, and I, you're right it's not the sort of the modern way is it to, to bowl people through the only other time I remember it happening was Matt Mason in that, that semi-final against Lancashire where he bowled 10 overs straight off but the other thing to point out in Cox's favour is that he did bowl penetrating through against Leicestershire and obviously we'll come on to that in due course
1: Yeah and also more to the point I suppose if, if you're the skipper and in your second game or what have you is that you think well Penny's bowling well, I'd like to have him up my sleeve just in case something goes wrong. And what you don't legislate for as a captain is that several bowlers lose their head all at the same time, in yeah. fairness. So you kind of you think, well, I'll keep a Pennington up my sleeve just as a safety valve and trust my senior bowlers to get the job done in the middle overs, and they didn't. So, look, I, I always feel like I'd want to bowl someone through because you feel like they might be getting a wicket at any moment. And capitalise on the good form while you've got it. Most captains don't do that. There is obviously a reason for it. Again, unfortunately, we found ourselves in a position by which inexperienced captain, inexperienced bowling attack, in a hostile environment. I mean, it was noisy, wasn't it? There weren't many people there, but you know, Yorkshire is a tricky place to go. We normally do not yeah, bad. Yeah, a tricky place to go anyway. <laughs> and um, by uh, by over fifteen, we didn't know where to bowl. We, you know, we were just putting the ball there, just trying to hide. Key skills, really. Key skills when it mattered went missing and we lost line and we lost length and they punished us with that short boundary. It was raining sixes. It was brilliant batting performance.
3: Uh, but yeah. Right then, to... gents. With, without, without running the risk of going around it or repeating ourselves on these points, shall we move on to our batting display?
1: That's, uh, I like it. Captain Brilli has spoken and why not? Now look, as if to sum up our, our troubling times as Worcestershire fans, the response from Worcestershire... It was hard going. In the second over, Dolly got run out off the fingertips of Joe Root at the non-striker's end. We were 11 for one in the second over and uh, it felt like an uphill challenge from there on in. But despite a flurry of wickets, Dolivera two, Fell made four, Libby five. Ricky Vessels and Captain Cox stepped up and uh, put on 68 for the fourth wicket and we actually looked quite tasty. We looked like we had a chance
2: of chasing this down. We looked really good until we lost Vessels, didn't we? Um, we, we need, he needed to stay there, but he also needed to go as well. He needed to start firing, so uh, no, no criticism of him. But um, it was, yeah, we, we just, were just a little bit behind the, the eight ball, weren't we, for, for the whole innings, really? Just below the rate, right, just needed to keep pushing and uh, just didn't give ourselves enough of a chance at the end. 20 runs, too many we let him get, so...
3: I agree with you, does. I think the fact that we took, uh, made a game of it, the fact that we made a game of it, given the performance that we'd had the week before and actually the game before that, if you if you record the Yorkshire game, um, that was pleasing. We dug in. Vessels were playing nicely in T20 cricket. Great innings from Cox. Whiteley looked like he he, he might give us a a uh, chance. It's always the hope that gets you in sport, isn't
2: it? Whiteley came in too late for me. Came in. What did he come in in the fifteenth over?
1: With, with regard to the batting at uh, 179 for 5 we made we lost by 12 runs really with a couple of overs to go it was going to be beyond us and we know it um if you look at the batting lineup the, the, the reality of our situation we we were have we had a lot of discussions about this didn't we after this defeat because we were three yeah. defeats on the bounce and and my god they were tough defeats to take and you kind of thought well where, you know where's a win going to come from got Ricky vessels at the top of the order we know what he does that's fine dolivera he'd been unlucky Tom Fell batting at three. It's not fair on the lad to to cane him for two poor performances. He's not a top N 20 cricketer. He just isn't, and we know it. And the reality is, if Mo's, if Mo's in town, he's playing at three. And most likely, if, if Jack Haynes isn't injured, he's batting at three. So we've got Tom Fell batting in the top order, In a competition that he has no record in whatsoever, hasn't scored any runs in at all, and he's now playing in a side that's devoid of confidence with a new skipper chasing down a big total. So, you know, I don't see any mileage in in beating him up. He was just in a very difficult situation. Batting him at three might be an issue, and that might be an issue for the coaches. You've got Libby, who is a really um, seasoned professional. Then you've got Cox and Whiteley. So, given what we have at our disposal, it's it's not an intimidating batting lineup. But I think it could
2: be. I think you can change that lineup around and make it intimidating. You can have Whiteley in it, either opening or at three, and get him in in the power play. He's a big hitter. He goes over the top in the power play early on. I, I, I think those pair and possibly even. I, I mean, I said this before, and I know you criticised me for this, but I think Barnard in the power play could look good as a bit of a pinch hitter. There's capability there of getting sort of sixty, seventy runs on the board in the power play for a couple of wickets, and then falling back on your Dolaveras and your Libbies and your Coxes afterwards. To get us up and above the rate when we're chasing a big total and then um, and then you have those sort of ship steadiers in, in the middle 10 and see where you're after 15. but i, I, I just don't think we approached the batting lineup properly
3: i mean i think i agree with all of that and what we kind of settled on wasn't it when we had a look back on it was that uh you did some stats and you sort of said that worcestershire were the lowest lowest score was it lowest average score in the power play and that just showed how we were struggling yeah. to to attack it and um you know, we look back at some of our successful seasons in T20 cricket and our lack of batting depth had been offset by uh, often an overseas batsman. You know, you look at Gutteal, you look at Ferguson, you look at Rutherford. Um, Mo was in the side as well quite quite a bit. So, as you say, that, that lack of batting depth, which we seem to have this season, had been offset. We don't have that this season. And for me, the side just looks a little bit disjointed Although, I have to say, the side looked much better when Daryl Mitchell came in, which he did against Durham, it just felt more balanced it had didn't have as long a tail um, and there was less reliance on that top five top six to all getting in amongst the runs
1: well you, you feel like i mean obviously something had to change after the Yorkshire defeat, something had to change. Um, and we, there are various things we talked about, and I think um, uh, I'm with you, does the the idea of being more creative with the batting lineup? The aim in T20 you've only got 20 overs, 120 balls. Get your most devastating and powerful batsman as many balls as you possibly can. Here's a stat for you: Yorkshire against Worcestershire in that game, Yorkshire hit 11 sixes. Right, they hit 11 sixes yeah. in the back yeah. in the back to yeah. overs. Right, we hit in the entire innings three. Now, there are lots of different ways to score runs in T20. I know it's not all about six hitting, but if you think about how the modern game is played and how you, uh, mo- modern teams tend to approach T20s, they think, which batsmen are the opposition most scared of? Let's give them as many balls as possible, which is why yeah, Jos Butler opens for England now right? Besto and Roy-, and, Roy, and Roy have been split apart. The best one-day partnership in the history of one-day cricket, by the way, and they've said, no, we're going to put Joss Butler up there, because if he's in for 120 balls, you're in for a very, very difficult day. Now, you know, without wanting to beat the lad up, there is no point in playing Tom Fell and sticking him in the top of the order in a power play, because he's not, he doesn't have the game to do any damage. No one, the opposition aren't thinking, oh, better watch out, we've got Fell and Libby in um, in the power yeah, everyone play.
2: Everyone knows what Whiteley can do. And everyone's seen him do it in, you know, in finals day, on finals before. He, he faced 14 balls against Yorkshire, and he was out in the last over. Now, if if, if the team's going to say, well, he's not going to face 14 balls against us, that's that's fine by them. They're happy with that. They'll take that all day long. Get him in early. Get him facing as many balls as possible. And yeah, all right, he might stick them in someone's throat early on, but give him the opportunity to face 60, 70 balls. And he'll, yeah. he'll win us the game.
1: If you're going to chase 192 to win, I want Ross Whiteley facing 50 balls. Because if he yeah. faces 50 balls, I really fancy us beating anybody. I mean, the thing about it is, as, as difficult as that period was at the start of the week, whenever I watch Worcestershire, I always expect us to win because I think we're any good. The discussions about the batting lineup, and perhaps being a bit more adventurous, I'm with your dad. I mean, um, Barnard hasn't proved it, but he is inventive. What we've seen in yeah. these little cameos is that he will use his feet and scoop and ramp and do all these clever shots that you won't get necessarily from, from other yeah. batsmen.
2: I mean, I, I think with a bar, I'm not expecting him to go out and get 50s, but he, he'll get a quick 20 or something in, in in 10 balls and off he goes. And in comes Whiteley or something like that during the barrel play. But but he he will do it. I and mean, He does that every time, doesn't he, sir? We've not spent long enough talking about the negatives of the week. I think there's
3: plenty to talk about maybe at the end of the campaign about the pros and cons of our our lineup this year, but shall we shall we talk about some positive results?
1: Oh my God, it's like talking to a, like a really well meaning supply teacher, and it does um <laughs> it is, isn't it yeah, you're doing really well, gang, but shall we shall we try and color in within the lines
2: okay. <laughs> Be- I respect That, that used to pass the positive results.
3: No, I think the points you raise are absolutely right, but we, we, we've got two really good results and two really good batting performances. So the pros and cons of, of the lineup for the whole season is something we can dissect towards the end of the campaign, whenever that may be. Um, so, you know, we, we've got our thoughts yes. on it. We've made a few points known, but let's talk about some positive cricket. Yes, very are well. We...
2: Uh, okay, so um, we shall you move on. seconds on Nottingham, by the way. You want? I only did 10 seconds on Nottingham, Pete.
3: Yeah, but only two seconds of it was usable, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete, I'm leaving, right. it all, I'm leaving it
1: all in. I'm shaming him. I'm leaving it in. And the world can see the potty mouth nonsense from Butler. <laughs> um, OK, no, you're absolutely all right. right. And we, we, look, we, we were dissecting batting lineups and really trying to figure out a way to maximise the overs in Worcestershire's favour and try and find a way to generate as many runs as possible. In other fashion, I think we did make very good points, but in a fashion, we wasted our time. Um, because we then proceeded to give um, a demonstration of controlled, considered, and dynamic cricket. Not once, but twice. You know, we thought we were in for a really, really difficult week, but things turned around on Friday. And, Daz, you were there. You went to New Yeah, were- I was in you- New Road, mate. First you- time in about two years. Um, so, yes, we hosted Durham. Interesting stat for you. It's been 4,000 days since Durham beat Worcestershire at New Road in a T20 game. So... You know, I wasn't feeling that confident based on the week we had, but, you know, true to form, Worcestershire were fabulous. So, right, let's get down to it. Durham won the toss, decided to have a bat. A certain Benjamin Stokes was batting at three for them. They made 178 for eight, and it felt like honours even. It felt like the, the Worcestershire bowling performance felt more controlled it wasn't brilliant but it felt more controlled it felt more measured it felt like it felt like Coxes had, had a right good word and they'd sorted themselves out really didn't they
3: put simply we just kept taking wickets you know we, we just kept nipping them out and um, whenever they got going we took another one and and it was just a real momentum killer for for, for durham so yeah it was a really as you say it wasn't wasn't perfect but there was, it was much better and credit as well to, to our overseas, Big Ben. I mean, he's getting better week after week, isn't he? He's, um, Daz, you made a really interesting point uh, from the game. You said not only is he really um, interacting with the crowd, but he's really vocal in the team. He's given the players a lot of support and it looks like yeah, he's absolutely. really adapted to our conditions and he's a really pivotal part of the of the bowling unit.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely I'd, right. He's really loud in the field, uh, and I so say he was he took men talking to the to the people uh, in, in the crowd as many he could. He, he looked, uh, looks like a great addition to the team.
1: I felt um, Daryl Mitchell helps. Well, maybe he doesn't, but you just felt like ha- having a Daryl Mitchell. You know, um, Fell dropped out the side; Mitchell came in, and we kind of thought maybe even even Joe Leach, who you know he isn't really a a t twenty stalwart these days, but you think just a, just an old head, just a wise head who can just keep an eye yeah. and keep things in check and look say, don't worry. A bad over, it's just a bad over. It happens in this game. The opposition are allowed to hit sixes. That's the aim of this. Um and well, just we that... just we we never we never let the occasion get on top of us. We never let a batsman get on top of us. As Pete pointed out, we kept taking wickets. Just when it felt like they might get away, we found yeah, a way to right. nip them out. We, even
2: we, even someone of Ben Stokes' caliber, and hit that big six, and then you thought, is he going to go here? Because if he goes, he goes big, doesn't he? And then you're looking at two twenty, two thirty and uh, I think it was Barnard got in, didn't he, in the end? Uh, and it just, another one, and they were all sort of getting to 20, and then uh, we were nicking them out, and just stopping them, slowing down, they were having to have another couple of balls, having a look at it, and uh, just just check their progress every time. Yeah. And that didn't happen in our innings. And I think... <laughs> uh,
3: I think you're absolutely right about Daryl Mitchell as well. you know he's he's not as as prominent in the, in the team as as previous seasons, but you'll notice when he gets hit for six, he almost kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, "Oh well, I'll try again next ball," whereas you could tell with somebody like Morris when he was starting to come under a bit of pressure. the shoulders just dropped a little bit. he was really kind of overthinking it about what to do next, but Mitchell just 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 it off and puts the next ball down, uh, and if that goes as well, he just puts it on repeat. Um, So, yeah, it's just a wise head, just calms everything down, good in the field. As well, you know, really energetic. So it just it just for me he gives you variety and T twenty cricket is all about variety.
1: Yeah, and a bit a bit of composure. I think what what was telling about the Derbyshire performance is that there were bad deliveries. It will just happen. When there are big men with massive bats trying to whack you out of the ground, you're gonna bowl a short one every now and again or you're gonna you know, spray one wide. But there weren't consecutive bad balls in a row. There wasn't a bad over followed by a bad over particularly. Do you know what I mean? It was just like you just accept that it can't always go your way. That's what I meant about kind of controlled and measured. We nearly went, we went for nearly nine and over, but it didn't feel like it did at Yorkshire. I felt pretty good at the halfway stage. I think I was, you know, compared to my usual grumpy state. um, Pete, you're you're normally the the hyper positive one, but I thought I think we're all right here. I thought, it was a, I thought it was a good showing with the ball. It's a small ground. We know it well. I thought we took the, the pace off the ball. There was plenty of variation. People kept their heads. I thought there was a lot of solid performances. Dorshuis was brilliant. I thought Barnard bowled really well for his two overs. Sodi's figures um, were unflattering. I thought he bowled a lot better than his two for 37 suggested.
3: Yeah. Tough
2: conditions for him as well. There was a lot of moisture in the air. It wasn't uh, wasn't great for, for Sodi to be born. Yeah. In. I think he did quite well.
3: And, and the mean, resp- you, you've just set up that I'm in a hyper-positive one, I'm going to put a little negative in I feel Barnard's being underused this campaign, I feel he got, he's got a lot more to offer with the ball and he's, he's not being used for whatever reason we don't know but it seems like he's, he's got, he should be getting more overs in, I'm not sure what you gents think yeah absolutely, now we've got
2: Dolivera, you've got Mitchell you've got Barnard, Duarsis Soli, Pennington, Morris why are we opening the bowling with Libby? I don't want well, one I- over You've got you've got Barnard, like you say, Pete, on bowled well, two overs on uh, on on Friday. Mitchell bowled a couple, didn't he? Dolly didn't bowl. I think Pennington had one left in the bank.
3: Well, um, need I'm. Did you bowl
2: your part-time? I'd like.
1: Or? I'd like to have a stab at that one, if I may. Here's why I think um, Jake Libby opened the bowling, because we'd come off a run of three results that were not good. I mean, not not only were they not good, but the the way in the the kind of cricket that we were playing, it was. It, it was it was wheels-off time. If there's one guy who's had a brilliant season, he had a brilliant season last season, a brilliant season this season, and he's actually been decent in T20 cricket, he's, he's really developed his game, it's Jake Libby. If there's one man that has plenty of confidence to spare, after the, after the absolute shambles of the last three, four overs at Headingley, it's just thought, look, who can I chuck the ball to who I think, he's not bothered, he's not phased, he hasn't got the trauma of that Headingley performance. We'll get him to do a bit of part-time spin and we might get away with one.
3: He's also he's an unknown, isn't he, from the batsman's perspective. They don't really know what they're going to get with him. Yeah, it didn't work.
1: He went for 15. It didn't work. But I completely wouldn't understand it. Ch-
2: if, if you look at the comments, wouldn't you chuck the ball to the lad who, the day before, took uh, four wickets for north of, two, of his first two overs?
1: Possibly, but his last over that I mean, day went, went miles. Again, it- they wanted uh, to open again, up with you know, spin. They tend to open up with Moeen, right? They like to give Moeen the first over. In this instance, I don't think they want to bowl um, Sodi. But a, a wrist spinner that doesn't turn it a great deal is not a good idea in a power play. And Libby's just a guy full of confidence. They just thought, right. I can, I can trust him to psychologically deal with doing this. I'm gonna, yeah, that, that's what I'm not saying it's the right thing. He went for 15, but no, that's no, why no, I think that's why I think they did it. And I think as a decision, I think that's fine. I think Cox has gone to his boy and said you want to take the first one and Libby being Libby would go yeah sure Skip whatever you need
3: again I don't think there's any need to overly dissect it because they tried it it didn't really work and they didn't open him up against Leicestershire they went with Seam so it was a good trial I agree with Jim but yeah. it didn't quite come off and it, it might be something they throw in again in future fixtures
1: it reminded me do you remember when England opened the bowl with Joe Root against the West Indies and he got um, Chris Gale out uh, in yeah, a, in, a, yeah, yeah. in, uh, he got two wickets in the first over it was just one of those it could have been a 25 over disaster but it wasn't any road, we've asked for creativity because we've been not very good. They've gone for creativity yeah. there, and I sort of, <laughs> yeah. and I sort of, you know, I, I admire that. Why not try it? The batting response, gentlemen. How good was this? I think we feared the worst. Potts, um, Potts, Ned, um Ricky Vessels out for two, and we thought, oh, this might be a long old evening. But after Dolly's misfortune, what a fabulous innings that was! Sixty-seven from forty-nine balls, six fours, two sixes, strike rate of one hundred and thirty-seven. Jake Libby, 78 not out, batting at three. 55 balls, nine fours, 1-6. Strike rate of 142. Those boys put on 154 in, what, 15 overs. Job done. It was that easy, wasn't it?
3: It was superb. It was just well-paced, always ahead of the, the DLS. They just seemed comfortable. Libby was busy at the crease, making the batsmen think. Uh, they played some beautiful shots between them down the ground. Libby especially. Great was a really sort of big scoring zone for them, wasn't it? And I particularly liked, you know, when, when there was a bit of a tight overbuilding, I mean, we were first of all also helped by Ben Stokes bowling a lot of wise, but when Ben Stokes did get it right, I think there was an over where he'd only gone for two off four balls and then Libby um, sort of pulled into six and just relieved the pressure. And again, that got us up to the eight needed. So it was just a, an absolute masterclass in how to pace a reply.
1: Yeah. It's, it, well, I tell you what it also yeah, it demonstrates... Is the nature of T20 cricket these days is that you look at 180, and we did it at a canter. We did it at a counter with look. No disrespect to Dolly or Jake Libby. No one's looking at those two and thinking, well, watch out, you know, watch watch your car windows. But it just goes to show these players that are considered, well, as you you know, we describe as nudgers and nerdlers. They went at 140 odd. I mean, Jake Libby went at 142 strike rate, and you yeah. didn't even notice it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's just Jake Libby playing, a, you know, a classic on
2: drive. And it was it just, just they were playing with themselves a little bit as well, right? You know, I think they could have quite easily got that a bit quicker if they'd wanted to. They'd just i would be it interested in me. getting
3: Daz's view on this because obviously, from from the live feed, nine off the last over was was, was still a little bit nervy. What did it feel like in the ground, Daz? And, and what did it feel like when Ben Cox decided to uh, crouch down and, oh, well, and do that yeah. beautiful I'd ramp shot? Be was it?
2: It was, I was with my brother and. I, um, I just said to him, I think it was 24 off three overs, wasn't it? And I said, we just need one big over here. And then we didn't really get it in the first two. And, and so the last one became nine off the last over. And that that can always be dodgy, can't it? Well, Especially yeah, all, all off it takes is course.
1: all it takes is the bowler to take a wicket and then the new batsman on naught yeah, having to try and get running. off strike. And a slower ball he, and suddenly the pressure builds. And it's easily done.
2: Balls, and you suddenly you have to hit a boundary. And when you have to hit one, and you just panic. And then uh, but then costs I mean, that's six unbelievable. What did you think of it? How do you do that? I mean, there, there, a, a lot, lot of players have
3: tried and failed, haven't they? As the Both for Durham and for Worcestershire. Libby tried, I think, four times. A couple of Durham players were trying to get it over the keeper but just didn't get anything on it. Cox came in very casually, just uh, knelt down and lost it yeah, over but the Libby, top And it.
2: Libby was trying to sort of flick short balls past the keeper a lot, which I think uh, was probably the right shot because didn't the really ball won it over and... Uh, if he gets anything on it, it goes for four. But that Cox one down on the one knee and, and just back over his shoulder for, for six. Wow! I'm, gonna, I'm going to go Talk out about on, releasing the pressure. Unbelievable!
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here, gentlemen. That may well be that shot may well be a season-defining shot. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, here, and here's for why, because we were absolutely in control of that, and it could have gone a little bit south because nine off as you point nine off the last over can go south very quickly. All it takes is a a mix-up and a run-out or uh, the bowler to take a wicket at the top of the uh, over and a new batsman under pressure. And as Nottinghamshire have pointed out numerous times this season, it's very easy to go south under pressure as as a new batsman in that that kind of environment. What the skipper's done is just said, I'm going to take charge of this. I'm going to live and die by my own actions and my own decisions. And that's a gutsy shot to play. Because they could have just I mean, pushed for twos and then, you know, found the big shot when they needed to. He just said, No, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna instill yeah. some confidence in my dressing room. I'm gonna instill some confidence in the people watching, because we've had a rubbish time of things and I'm not having any of this anymore. Right. You, you, it's time say, to yeah, make a stand. It was time yeah, to make can. a stand, and he made a stand by taking a knee and ramping it for six. And yeah. like, what what a brilliant, brilliant shot. And all of a sudden, confidence in the club, and it changes.
3: What I did like about Ben Cox, though, was after he then hit that, followed up that six with the four to win the game, just his reaction, just that outpour of emotion, you know, um, he, he sort of jumped for joy at the end, and, and you could tell what it meant, and, yeah, what what momentum to then take us into Leicestershire.
0: Yeah,
1: well, actually, I think that fist pump and that jump and that scream of joy was just, well, at least the boys on the On A Pair podcast are going to say nice things about me now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably just relief from that. What he must do is be really concerned about our views on matters. Um, but you're right, Pete. Momentum is a beautiful and wonderful thing, and it's vital in sport. And we took that momentum into our next game against the Leicestershire Running Foxes. What on earth is a running fox?
3: Oh, I'm glad we beat Leicestershire just for that nonsense alone. Yeah, for some reason on social, media, they, they, on
1: social media, on social media, does they call themselves yeah. the Running Foxes?
3: It was on the scoreboard as well. Down as they were down as the Running Foxes on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah. Well, what
3: we a ran. Clowns.
1: We we ran the we we ran the running foxes out of town, mate. We ran them out of town and then some. Uh, two wins in three days and confidence back. Same team, same setup. Uh, we won the toss and decided to have a bowl. And it looked like things might get a little bit saucy because they got uh, they went to thirty-four for no wicket pretty quickly. But as we as we did on Friday evening, it was wickets at regular intervals. Pete, it was a good bowling performance, wasn't it, mate?
3: It was. It was a great comeback. It was, yeah, as you say, 34 for no wicket off four, and then I think it was 60 off of five off 12. So, uh, Pennington I think went for 13 off his first over, but he was bowled right through, and he finished with two for 20. So, again, you know, three really good overs there. Yeah, just just took wickets. Uh, Weird, it was a bit of an odd innings. in that they did obviously have a partnership uh, towards the end of the innings, and they kind of posted the score that the start suggested they would get, Um, but I think we were all pretty happy with their total. And um, we felt it was either on par or a bit below par. And it was something that we could easily chase down if we batted well.
1: They made 156 for seven. I thought they were at least 20 below par, but probably 30. And it and it proved that, really. It was, I thought it was, again, it was a collective bowling performance. Brent Walsh, tw- uh, two for 23. Pennington, two for 20. Sody one for 16 from his three overs. Um, Barney, Ed Barnard, No wickets for 11 runs off two. I mean, the only person to really have a difficult day, poor old Charlie Morris, uh, he went round the park. He went for 54 in his four overs, and that allowed Leicestershire to recover, really, from 59 for five in the 12th over to get a respectable one, five, six for seven. So he had a difficult day. Everybody else had his back, which was important.
2: Did
3: you just call call Ed Barnard Barney?
1: I did, yeah. That's not a thing, is it? I
3: thought that was a thing. me. I, don't, I didn't know it was a
1: thing. I just said it. It just felt right, OK? It just felt right. You know, I'm sure he listens, Um, uh, Ed Barnard. Is it OK if I call you Barney? It just felt right. I corrected myself. That's OK. I'm sure they call him Barney. Foot, you know, footballers, they do. Yeah, they they, they have a policy of just take a surname, shorten it, stick a Y on the end. Cricket, well, cricket does that as well. Cookie, belly. They just put a Y on the end. Really, it should be Barnardi. Anyway, uh, well, Barnard, enough of that.
2: Barnard would be the other one, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure he's got his own nickname and it's hilarious. Um, but um, as we suspected, the one five six for 7 was not going to be enough because I tell you what, Dolla had a hell of a week. 69 from 53, eight fours, strike rate of 130, but Ricky Vessels as well. I thought Ricky Vessels is 46 from 31, hit three sixes. He paced his innings really, really nicely. I thought it was a really unselfish knock because he was closing in on a on a fifty, and he just kept going. He knew they had to put the put the um, pedal to the metal a little bit to stay ahead of the rate. Uh, they chased down the one five six with ease, an over to spare, largely thanks to uh, 46 from Wessels, 69 from Dolivera. Uh, two really, really cracking innings. Um, and you know, let's be honest, Leicester are a good side. They've put 200 up against sides plenty this season. They're a very difficult team to beat. This is a really good performance.
3: Again, it was just well-paced. You know, Vessels and Dolly didn't panic. There were quite a few overs of spin at the start, which I know you enjoyed, Jim. And um, they were just going at four to start with. Four became five, five, six, six up to seven. Then when they needed to, as you say, Vessels hit a couple of straight sixes down the ground, got them that big over, um, and then they were in control of it then on in. Made a little bit hard work of it at the end. Dolly. Got out, didn't he? Which meant Cox and Wiley were new batsmen at the crease. But th- there was never really any any panic, and, and it was a comfortable comfortable victory.
1: Yeah, Dolly got out with four overs to spare when they needed twenty odd. Um, and he, he he basically tried to clear long on. It was a daft shot. It was unnecessary, but, yeah, it's just you get the feeling with Cox and with Whiteley, and Whiteley hit that four, basically, just to, just to take the pressure off. Whenever you felt like the, the rate was creeping back up to about seven and it might get a little bit squeaky, Whiteley just smacked one down the ground, most dismissive kind of like, I'm not interested in you, just swatting it away like a fly. Um, and then Naveen had a had a wobbly over, didn't he, where he was giving away extras and wides.
3: But It was I nice mean, of Griffiths as well, wasn't it, to bang in a short one on the first ball of the last over just for Cox to pull it away for four. That was, that yeah, was that a was, little bit brainless on his part, but we were very grateful.
1: Yeah, I, I think the result was gone. But yeah, that was a, that was a rubbish piece of bowling. Um, but look, I mean, you, you get that feeling that, that the aggressive shots a little bit sooner and the fact that Dolly got out playing those shots and that Vessels got on with it. And he hit several sixes quite quickly to really up the rate was the thing it was let's not go that deep. Let's get it done and over to spare. you know let's let's not get let's not put ourselves in a position by which we've controlled the game and just had one bad over at the end and blown it. So you know there was obviously a chat saying, be aggressive, be brave in you know the penultimate over the uh, the seventeenth over. And let's just make sure we're over the line without any any hassle with time to spare and it was another another cracking team performance because um, there are, i mean libby libby made eleven didn't do anything but he made his you know his his career high t twenty score two days before the wickets were shared around yet again it's we again we are seeing. Um, we are seeing the real rebuilding here of a team, and what's are a team, and we, what we've said midweek, even after the Yorkshire debacle, is that there's a good team in here somewhere. There is a good team in here somewhere. It's just lost its way, and it needed it needed a calm head. And I, you know, I think maybe Mitchell's bought that. Um, and look, we, we, we as, as angry as we are with the coaches at how things went three games before, we're going, well, "Why are they batting in this order? Who's playing where?" Whose role is this? Why is there no control? Who, who's going to take this lot by the scruff of the neck and keep them calm? The coaches, have, you know, they have to take credit for the fact that we've just had two incredibly well-paced, very measured run chases having bowled efficiently and effectively as a unit.
3: Absolutely. So um, couldn't, couldn't have put it better myself, Jim. But my question to you both then is, given that we've ended on a high, who's going to be our pair of the week?
1: Oh, blimey. I mean...
3: From, I, mean, I mean, I've got, I've got a nomination. I'm, I'm going to put forward Brett D'Oliveira. I think all right. uh, Brett, Brett D'Oliveira, as I think, in my view, unfairly been, been criticised over his time in Worcestershire. But what, whatever, we, whatever we throw at him, I think he comes up trumps, whether it's in the field with the bat, or with the ball, or even as captain over the years. And this year he's been asked to open in T20 cricket. He's our leading run scorer and he's come up with two 60s to win us the games this week. Uh, and one of them is a personal best. So for me, Brett Dollaver is our player of the week.
1: Fabulous shout, mate. Yeah, he's had a brilliant, he's had a brilliant week. I mean, you think about the two he got, how unlucky was that being run out of the non-striker's end? It's just bad luck. So the one score that he got that was rubbish sort of wasn't his fault, you know? (laughs) It's just bad luck. Yeah, he's had a... I mean, I I was actually going to go for Dylan Pennington. He has grown notably this season, As a senior seam bowler, he's bowled beautifully for the most part. He's had a couple of slightly iffy performances, but as a bowler in T20, you're always going to go sometimes. Against Yorkshire, he bowled a match-winning performance. He took a three-wicket maiden, right, and a wicket maiden. He took four wickets and two overs for no runs. He won us that game, and the rest of them lost it for him. Uh, And I thought as well, um, in, in the other games, I thought the two for 20 against Leicestershire, he started that process. Didn't he? He took he took both openers in uh, in the same over yet again, multiple wickets in one over, and really put the kibosh in it. Thirty four for Nout of four overs, and then before you know it, they're right, un, well, they're right under the cosh, uh, And Pennington. So I, I was going to go Pennington.
3: Are we so. going to put it to Daz to pick? <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh
2: no! I, I <laughs> actually I was thinking Pennington before, but but I think Pete's persuaded me it should be Dolly. But I, I, oh, I don't know, because how can you overlook, you know, back-to-back maidens with four wickets?
3: Come on, Daz. Well, who are you going for? You've got to pick one. I'm just on that performance alone, Pennington.
1: Wow, OK. I, you know, I yeah, thought I, I, I thought I was Pennington. gone. But let's be honest.
3: If, if it was only going to go one way, I, I would put my money on Daz not agreeing with something I'd said. So I, I kind <laughs> of resigned myself to it being Pennington. And you haven't let me down, Daz. Yeah,
1: well, basically, if it comes if it comes down to some sort of democratic process, the answer is not Pete, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> courtesy of
3: Daz. It was either that, or he was going to pick somebody random like uh, Cox or, or Libby.
2: I mean, to be that's fair, do, Jake Libby was worth it. a shout. He was. That's what I do with elections. I just say what are you voting, Pete, and I just go the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> the only way to do it.
1: It's not something I'd recommend, but it is a way to live. Um, right, and on that and on that controversial domestic dispute standard, so we'll just have a, a quick waz round to see who's been having a blast this week. We'll do the tables and we'll crack on.
3: Well, I'll go first then. Um, I'm going for the right arm production line. Uh, sorry, start that again. I'm going for the production line at New Road of right arm fast medium, but uh, he now plays at Derby. He's George Scrimshaw, and this week he's bowled 16 overs and taken nine for 103. Wow,
1: that's pretty good, isn't it?
3: That's
2: excellent.
3: my reckoning, that's, yeah, 96 balls, 103 runs conceded. And he also had three not out in that uh, important tie against Knott. So he got a key he single. He got Barmy
2: to a tie, didn't he? Yeah. Did you see the end oh. of that game? Oh, it
3: was ridiculous.
2: Absolutely balmy. Five to win. And he, uh, I don't know who it was on the boundary. Come in to take the catch and missed it so through his legs. I mean, you just let it hit you, don't you? Let him take two if you need.
4: <laughs> fair,
1: fair point. Just just let it hit you.
2: The right. Daryl Butler School of Jaunty Roads for the modern era
1: cricket. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That's what I do. So it hit me. I'm too big to get out of the way of it, aren't
1: I? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, so what you're saying then, Pete, is the, the Worcestershire um, reject, who was deemed not good enough, has taken a bucket load of wickets for not many runs and three knots out and is. That's
2: this week. Fair play. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, Daz, who do you like this week? Well, I've been a complete tool and gone for somebody whose name I can't pronounce. So I'll never go. <laughs> go on, uh, for the Middlesex opener, Stevie Eskenazi, I think it is.
1: That's, well, mate, that's is all that right.
2: It? I think it is. I think it is. I'll give that a go. Uh, he got his maiden team 20 century on Thursday against Essex. 102 not out. 64 against Surrey the next day. And then 91 not out against Glamorgan. 257 runs in three innings and a couple of not outs to boot. If you're not picking him, you're doing it all wrong.
1: Well, no doubt about it, Eskenazi is. Right, no pressure, Jim Dale. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to that rabble down the road. Send yourself down half an hour on the M5, and you'll end up with this lot. Right, Gloucestershire. They've got themselves a saucy overseas player. He's a Kiwi. What's not to like? His name is Glenn Phillips. 41 not out from 25 balls against Kent Spitfires. A solid start to your career, you may think. Well, have yourself a day, because he got 94 from 41 balls against Glamorgan the next game. Nine-fours, six-sixes, including the most ridiculous switch hit six I have ever seen. It went on forever. It was like the Chris Waddle penalty in 1990. That ball is still in (laughs) orbit, right? And then he treated himself to... um, Another day, he got 94 not out again from 58 balls, 7-4s, 5-6s against Sussex, and he hit two gre- two balls out the ground. He is a six-hitting machine. I don't I haven't added it up. I haven't got time. He got a squillion billion <laughs> runs, all right? He got like 250 runs in three innings. He hasn't been out once. He's... I haven't seen that switch hit
2: six. I'm have to look that up in a minute.
1: Have a little look. I'll, well, do you know what? I will pop up on the Twitters where he's he's whacked a couple out of Hove cricket ground. Yeah. Just like he just oh, cleared really? the whole. He's, he's in the street. This guy is Man unbelievable. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Glenn Phillips is my new favourite cricketer. The man's ridiculous. If you don't know about this guy, go and check him out. Look, if you're gonna look at another team's Twitter account, look at Gloucestershire's because right. the, the, the switch hit is incredible. I've retweeted. I've just retweeted um, his two sixes He's hit out the ground at Hove. I mean, two ninety fours yeah. in a week, not out. And a 41, like, bonkers. It's a whole new world, your,
3: mate. Your new favourite cricketer, I feel a complaint coming on from Shikha Darwin. Just don't tell him. Right, he listens, don't... Jim. He listens. I might yeah, do, might. Look,
1: look, look, Shikha, it's not you, it's me, OK? I just feel like...
2: <laughs> it's complicated.
1: I feel like you don't play county cricket enough. You haven't come over and played in the blast. And me and Glenn just click. It's just, we didn't. we didn't... We didn't mean it to happen, all right? It just happened, and I'm sorry. I'll be back in Shikadarwan's good books. They're over here for a test series very soon. I'm going to be his best mate again. It's going to (laughs) be fine. Anyway, as I grovel and beg to get out of another domestic dispute, um, as if Shikadarwan doesn't care about me. He's too busy being glamorous and exciting. Um,
2: I suppose we better do our hit for six boys, aren't we? Whoa, 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 whoa. quick look at the league tables. We're in the qualification zone, Jimbo.
1: Oh mate, we had a lot to get through, but you're absolutely oh, right. I'm I'm neglect oh, I'm neglecting please. my I'm neglecting my key duties. I'm very sorry, mate. Give me another chance. Just give me another chance. I can change.
2: Go.
1: Right, okay. Let's just we'll just do our table, because there's just so much going on and this podcast is going on forever this week. Right, from nowhere, Worcestershire are in the qualification spot for a quarterfinal final berth. Played nine, one four, lost three. We've got 10 points, Yorkshire t- Vikings top 13, Outlaws 13, joint Durham in third place, 11 points, then it's us with 10, with quite frankly, an absolutely rotten run rate of minus 0.99. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely, we, we've got the run rate of a team that should be rock bottom of any league they ever play in, but somehow we're in the quarterfinals as things stand, and you've got to enjoy that as a Pairs fan.
4: I love it.
2: Yeah, we're back, boys. We're two it. wins. We're back. I'll tell you what. I think we're winning it. I definitely really think we're winning it. I think we're winning it. <laughs> You're so reactionary. I love it. We're
1: rubbish. <laughs> we're <laughs> doomed. What's the point? <laughs> just, <let's>, if <laughs> we could clap, just, clap, miss. Clap.
4: we're winning it. We're winning it.
1: We're winning it. If you, we got, the, you... What,
2: we got the bears to come twice, we'll beat them. That's well, four more points. We're already three.
1: My, well, I mean, it's very possible. It's, I mean, you think about how this podcast started with what can only be described from you, Daz, as a volley of expletives. Oh, no. And you have now gone from beep, 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 like Morse code. Yeah. I mean, you were probably swearing in Morse code I had to beep you that much. And now you've gone
2: from that to probably going to win it. If you if you thought that was bad, you should have seen it on Sunday after I got run out for nothing. Oh, yeah,
1: you got run out for naught for the
2: unicorns, didn't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you absolute welly words cannot describe how much i would love to see that footage because let's face it graceful it would not have been
4: um, anyway
2: from the ridiculous was i was i was i was actually batting with a Leicestershire fan and it turns out they are the running foxes and i was the uh <laughs> the rapid as it happens, well, not right. very rapid
1: <laughs> okay well well from from the ridiculous to the sublime you asked I delivered. We've got Jess Umby for Hit for 6. So, um, let's see what happened when we stuck her in the Hit for 6 chamber.
0: Welcome to Hit for 6. Please state your name and team role. Hi, I'm Jess
4: and I'm a medium-paced bowler.
0: What is your proudest cricketing moment?
4: Probably when I took 5 wickets for 7 runs at the age of 15 for Worcestershire.
0: Who is your sporting hero?
4: Um, Or it's got to be probably Stuart Broad, He was always the one that I enjoyed watching when I was younger. Probably inspired me to bowl.
0: The game at the weekend is called off. You are free to do as you please. What do you do?
4: Usually I would try and see if any of the teammates want to do something instead, probably involving some sort of sport.
0: You are stuck in a lift for five hours. Pick a teammate to spend that time with and tell us why.
4: Probably Chloe Hill, um, she's probably one of my closest friends at Worcester and we've spent many a uh, time together doing sorts of, all sorts of crazy things.
0: You have to perform a three-minute dance routine on The One Show because your life depends on it. What song do you dance to? Probably
4: some sort of Queen song, maybe We Will Rock You by Queen.
0: If you were a robot and I knew you were a robot but you didn't know you were a robot, would you want me to tell you? Yes. You are not a robot. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for playing Hit 4-6. Please nominate a new player.
4: I'm going to nominate Rach Howells. Good luck, Vicar.
0: Where well, there
1: we are. That was efficient and effective, wasn't it? It
0: was, not Five
4: for seven.
2: Five for seven. Let's have a bit more information on that one, Jess.
1: Well, yeah, five
2: for
1: seven. <laughs> yeah, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, more oh, detail, please, Jess.
2: More that details, was... Jess. Get on the Twitter. Get on the Twitter. Let us know what happened. Five for seven.
1: Unbelievable. Love it. Yeah. Well, Do no, we, I mean, five that... for seven, Jim. Have I even? Five for seven. I'm going to surprise you, mate, and say no. I've, I've <laughs> only got. I think i one. one five wicket haul. Uh, I got five for twenty. Five for twenty. Three wickets and oh, four right. balls as well. So, um... oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Back it. in the days when I was good, a quarter of a century ago. Um...
2: I imagine one of them was me, wasn't it?
1: No, no, this. I'm talking about proper no. cricket, not mate. Not when, oh, uh, not when you're okay. involved. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, all right, mate. Uh, but there we are. Just the,
1: the most um, ruthless and efficient hit for six ever. She was not mucking about. That was streamlined. zero percent body fat on that one, wasn't it? All right. One, well, bam. Thank you, man. Yeah. You so, well, we, we will rock you, genius. Because it's um, right. audience participation, isn't it? So get get the audience with you.
3: Takes the pressure off. Pete. In all fairness, given given the taffy circus last week, she'd obviously learned not to stay on the phone to you any longer than she had to, so <laughs> well played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah How that's times true.
2: She have to re-record it. Was that the fourth time? That's probably what it's saying. She dances them three times already.
1: Oh, dear. Just take my first dance. I can't I didn't record it. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it was ruthlessly efficient from me as well. I was you know, I was I was back on it after my shameful shameful yeah. efforts last time round. Um Pete, I mean if you had to do a three-minute dance routine on the one show, what would you dance to?
3: Um, I mean, first of all, I just wouldn't dance, Jim, so it would probably be uh, that uh, John Cage's is 4.33, so it's just silence, just me stood there for, for a minute.
0: Peter de Sondberg doesn't dance. I know, my friend. <laughs> I know. Do you remember the... his wedding?
1: Do you remember his wedding, Jim? Uh, well, based on the amount of tequila I drank, no. No.
0: I mean, I was there. <laughs>
2: For the first time, I'm going to have to hold a shotgun to him to make him do the first dance.
0: Well, you know why that is, mate. It's because Peter de Sondberg doesn't dance.
1: Honestly, the Hit for Six Chamber knows all. There's no, there's nothing, there's no yeah. base that isn't covered here, mate. Peter de Sondberg doesn't dance. Of course he doesn't dance because he is a robot. We know this. Um, right, so there we are. We we have ascertained. Jess Humby is very economical with language and very economical with bowling. Because, you know, five for seven. Ridiculous. We've also learnt that... Peter de Sondberg doesn't dance. Me and Daz have known that forever. That's just the way it is. Blimey, that was hard work, wasn't it? But we got through it just about. Just about... Just about yeah.
2: we got that. We got there in the end, mate. I mean
1: I mean I, I don't even know I don't even know how many games we've got this week. I just hope it's less than four. Gonna be it
2: sure. Is, I mean, it is. Not. less than
3: four, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Well, hopefully next week it will be less crickety, if that can be a thing on a cricket podcast. Anyway, this has gone on long enough. We're gonna leave you to live your lives. Thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you as always. I can no longer speak. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, peace. Gotta fan.